Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, hello, and welcome to Real Good Show. It's episode 17 this week, the episode that will be beloved for an entire decade until it's traded away and we come to realize that it was probably shitty all along and, well, we just liked it because it was on our side. Episode 17 of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast, the sports podcast whose popularity has really sunk since it fell off of the new and noteworthy section of iTunes, gentlemen. And uh, I'm going to get into that in just a moment. But in the meantime, I'm Justin Morissette, and with me, as always, is... Uh, Stefan Hack. So we're going to talk about how bad the show is doing. Yeah. Okay. I, I think our listeners will love that. Yeah. Well, I have an idea on how to fix it. So that's okay. what we're going to do. Okay. That's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. so ladies and gentlemen, this is our last show. <laughs> <laughs> we're rebranding uh, to get back onto the new and noteworthy charts. We're, we will be real okay shows. Yeah, we're going to start a new week. show every week. Yeah, exactly. Just with a different uh, pejorative at the, at the beginning. <laughs> um, I'm John Cullen, by the way. And uh, Kudos to Justin, uh, number one, for not starting the show by saying, that's right, uh, as though there was a question being asked beforehand. That's right. Um, and also, uh, for a second, when you were saying 17, I thought you were talking about Wendell Clark, which would have sort of been the same as Ryan Kessler, except he didn't fuck any of his teammates' wives. So. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. And we will have a, a mailbag question about that sort of thing oh, a little bit later perfect. in the program. Can't wait. So I always to love that to one. talk about Ryan Kessler on this show. Keep and that other. one like a feather in your cap for later. I shall. Um, but I was going to say, the, the way that I feel like we can uh, help uh, people find us on iTunes and shoot up in popularity on the charts once again, uh, the way to get onto the main page, because I know like we're out of new and noteworthy. We probably won't get back there. We're never going to be the editor's choice. But if I learned anything from the film Juana Man, it's that sometimes to get to the top, you have to be resourceful. And I am thinking that the three of us can all pretend to be women. I will be Justine, Stephanie, Jean, and uh, we can sneak our way into the front page. It's always on the front page of iTunes. They feature podcasts that they've labeled under Inspiring Women's Voices. And gentlemen, I think that could be us. Can I be Joanna? Instead yeah, of sure. Gene. Sure, I guess so. Well, we could also inspire women. Yeah. Right? We could still just be like us. Yeah. Inspire women. I think that's what that also means, too, right? Uh, or yeah. is it. it maybe. Uh, well, I thought. And it I know we're, we're inspiring definitely inspiring women. women. Yeah. Or are we inspiring vo- women's voices? Oh, what was it? Was it voices it's of inspiring in, women? It is inspiring women's voices, yeah. but I'm not sure what that means anymore. I thought I knew, but you just threw me for a loop. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I, I, I do stuff women. that's really. Yeah, that's like really good. And then women are like. I was inspired. <laughs> <laughs> so, Those I don't know. exact words. I'm thinking that we can all just like put on high-pitched voices or just like a little bit higher pitched. I don't want to be like mocking, but but somewhat realistic, I guess. And There's then, no way we can do this without sounding <laughs> mocking. <laughs> yeah, I think especially this, since you just said it was as a sole gambit to get on the front page of iTunes. <laughs> well, again. it's probably the only way, right? Like I want I want us to to rock it back to the top of the charts. Well, I think don't we uh can't we 
uh, just get like reviews, like a lot of reviews from people, and then that'll help. That'll help. Yeah, because we had talked about reviews. Because yeah. we had talked about. I mean, I don't know if we want to jump into it now. Sure. Yeah. Why not? We this seems like that. the perfect time to yeah. debut our new segment. Review, review, ladies and gentlemen. It's the review, review. And one of those is with a V U E. The second one, I think, makes grammatical sense. But you pick. Really. <laughs> Whatever you want. No you, one gives a pick. shit. It's the review review where we pick our favorite iTunes review of the week and uh, put a spotlight on it. And hopefully that will encourage you all to go back and, and write some of those. Uh, we got a great one this week, and I am just going to dig for it right now. Gentlemen, do you want to talk while I do this? I'm nah. just a little nah. disappointed that our viewership is our viewership while our viewership is still zero i'm a little sad that our (laughs) listenership has gone down because i thought last week's episode was top notch i not only did we record a great episode i got a new cell phone plan true it was like everything came together all at once well i think this review will explain probably why our listenership is declining and and it's entirely fair uh from the island rights real good show it's the show that hates you, the listener, just as much as it hates Hitler and Lucas Pisa. They hate you. Five stars. Well, they can't, we can't hate them too much if they give us five stars. Well, I think to be fair, I hate the listeners more than Hitler. So, Well, I try to be, <laughs> I try to be amicable, though. I think it's just you two. Well, Hitler's dead. True. I have no problem. Listeners are alive. <laughs> <laughs> so, ipso facto... Um, <laughs> I don't hate I don't hate the listeners. I think that's a very uh, that's a very cruel way of looking at it. I, I again like to I would like to think that I'm inspiring the listeners, particularly those who are in college and or university, to uh, you know just be a productive member of the workforce and and earn their opportunities. So I don't really look at it as like hating. I look at it as just thinking a particular group of lazy fucks should get off their asses get their shit together, and whatever little money they have left should donate to our show. I thought you were talking about us. No, no, time. not us. Okay. Well, well, I mean, you. I can't speak for you two. Yeah. I'm not lazy. But. Oh, okay. And it is, you're taking basically the John Taffer approach of, of tough love, hoping to whip these folks Yeah, that's shape. all. It's not, it's, yeah. Like, I would say I care more. I, th- I would think we care more about our listeners yeah. than most. I mean, most podcasts, do they ever... Like talk to their listeners about their life plans? No. So and also we don't hate Lucas Bees. I don't know where that's coming. Yeah, that's from. so yeah. weird. That guy is obviously just playing jokes yeah. around. We love Lucas Bees. Yeah, exactly. we definitely do. But uh, you know, speaking of Taffer, I guess we can dive into this right now. Wow, we're just gonna go right into just it. Gonna get right Speed into it. Along. Yeah, yeah. Moving right along. Welcome to our sports podcast. This is the first <laughs> time you're tuning in. Now let us talk about a shitty host of a bad show. John okay, Taffer. hold on a sec. It's not okay. Well, it's shitty. I mean, but it's not. Wait, it's gentlemen. bad. But <laughs> save it for the segment. We are, of course, talking about the Taffer Tracker. He's just a common man. You get a ten dollar raise per hour if you throw your own employee through a glass. How do you like when he slaps you in the face? How do you get the if you yell at my wife? You guys think this is okay? I have a reputation and I have to protect it, and you will destroy it. I'm leaving. I'm not rescuing you, Barbara. Was that like triple time? Uh, no, that was still double speed. Oh, wow. That just felt like it went really fast. We're just flying through this episode. Yeah. I know. No kidding. This just is going to be like a 30-minute episode. Moving tonight. right along. But uh, I was going to say, it's it's probably incidental that you were using the Taffer approach of tough love. But maybe not because... anymore. Because you might not have known you were doing it. But you certainly know now. You accidentally watched Bar Rescue I this did. Week. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> fuck. 
Um, yeah, I was in a, a curling tournament in Red Deer, Alberta this weekend. Uh, shout out to the Rebels. And um, that's the hockey team, uh, for those of you that don't know that. And they think I'm like was part of a coup d'etat in Red Deer this weekend. <laughs> Shout out to my rebellion forces. Uh, good to see what we did this weekend. The Rebel Alliance um, is going strong in Red absolutely. Deer. Uh, so we had a lot of uh, downtime this weekend, and um, we were staying in, in a hotel that uh, had a kind of an older TV setup. So it was really just, you know, how now usually you go into hotels and they got their own little program that runs the TV and whatever. This one was just an old school TV with basic cable. So I'm flipping through the channels on Sunday morning and uh, I happened to come across Bar Rescue. So I was explaining to my curling teammate who I was rooming with uh, about our podcast and how we have the Taffer Tracker and why we have it. And I ended up watching the last 10 minutes or 15 minutes of one episode. And uh, it was so funny because, as as the listeners know, I've never watched an episode of the show before. You guys talk about and it. You all were the hoping time. never to. Also, I was hoping I was yeah. trying to avoid it, but I'm like, okay, it's on. This is destiny. I'll watch this last 15 minutes. <laughs> so the bar that they were featuring was a bar with two owners who I guess were not getting along, but previously used to be friends. And one minute into the time when I started watching it. John Taffer had the two of them box each other. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, this is basically exactly the stereotype that Stefan and Justin have been talking about. Uh, And then it solved everything, apparently. The two of them boxed each other, and then they were just like... Yeah, this is what we needed, man. This is what we needed to get back to our roots. To we're brothers, you know, and sometimes brothers fight. And this is how we this is how we get it out. And now I know we can we can do this. We can make a run of this business. And uh, apparently that was enough to get the bar back on track. Yeah, no, John Tafford knows what he's doing. <clears throat> I guess so. Yeah, yeah. he's world renowned yeah. as a bar scientist. Yes, for a reason. as I've heard. So yeah, so they took their bar, which I believe was called. It had some boxing theme name, like The Contender or something. It was in Yonkers, New York. And he bought, John Taffer changed the bar name to Soyo for South Yonkers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Stefan and I are both face bombing right now. And he, uh, he instituted a formal dress code for the bar because one of the complaints from uh, people that went into the bar was that women felt unsafe in the bar. So he thought that if you if you have a formal dress code, then hoodlums won't come into the bar. Like and Hogan's then, Beach? I, 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 yeah, exactly. Like Hogan's Beach, exactly. <laughs> just, just one question. Did he relocate the bar from Yonkers? No, it's still okay, in the same so. location. <laughs> the, and then the he goes... The problem. Well, and then he painted the front doors blue and yellow. And he's like, I wanted to paint the front doors colors that gangster... He's not New York. I don't know why. This is my John Taffer accent. But uh, he was like... I wanted to paint them this color because these aren't gangster colors. They're going to see these colors and they're going to be like, this is not a place for me. And that was his like reasoning for painting the front of the bar blue and yellow that gangsters won't go into. Why didn't they just hire security? They did that too. Okay. But then, but then, no, the bar already had security. And then John was talking to him after being like, yo, I bet you love like the new colors and the new lights out front. And he's like... John, you have no idea. Like you, you know, we don't get any gangsters anymore at all. We don't get any hoodlums. This made my job so much easier. 
and uh yeah so it was pretty outstanding i like the idea though of him like having to research what the gang colors are in south yonkers like oh i didn't i don't know if it was that i thought or maybe it was that maybe it was that because to me like i think blue is a gang color right right yeah i think so I just I, I thought that he in was LA just anyways. he was like insinuating that that color scheme was repellent to gangsters I guess like like the citronella candle of the gang world <laughs> <laughs> if you just light it a, a blue and yellow door <laughs> yeah exactly um, yeah but I this okay this was the thing and you guys can can tell me maybe more about it I was shocked how much money he put into the bar is that normal. Like he said, like the new POS system he put in was like ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, but he's not like not then, paying for that though. It's all like promotional. No, I know, but still, like that's oh, yeah. crazy. Like I'm used to our Canadian version of restaurant makeover, uh, which they hand over ten thousand dollars, and then the studio match or the network matches it for a twenty thousand dollar total. Or animation. even like Chopped, where I think like the winner of every episode gets like five grand, ten, ten grand, ten chopped, grand, yeah. Still. Well, I think a lot of the um, like the renovation stuff, it's like really shoddily done. It just like looks nice, right? It's kind of just like this facade. That's right. what I've heard from like a lot of like I've done some research on uh, bars that were on Bar Rescue, and a lot of people okay. complain where they where they say, yeah, the POS system was nice, I guess, and like the disco ball shaped like a skull or whatever that cost like six thousand dollars. <laughs> but like you know, the I sat in the chair and it broke. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, I see. Yeah. So, he's, so Taffer's cheaping out. I, I don't know. Most is. of I the don't complaints wanna, yeah. that I see are that like the guy just changed back to his old shitty bar immediately afterwards. That too. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like these guys. It. it uh, what Taffer like? They seemed like they would be Taffer disciples. Like okay. they definitely. Well, they boxed each other, and that <laughs> solved all their problems. That's so. like hockey, though, right? Like you know. I feel like goons are always talking about how, oh, you know, got a lot of respect for a guy after you drop the gloves with him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was the, uh, that's the Taffer Tracker this week. I accidentally watched 15 minutes of an episode, and hopefully it's the last 15 minutes I ever have to watch. And so, we, it sounded like you enjoyed it. No, I did not enjoy it. Really? I mean, I, I only enjoyed it in the context of, like, how we have satirically, like, looked at his show. Yeah, but that's every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe, yeah. but it didn't like it didn't make me want to watch more. Well, no, it, it takes a few. I mean, it's it's, yeah, a, it's maybe, a bit of a learning yeah. curve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just keep at it. You know, it gets better. It gets better. Well, you know, it doesn't. <laughs> Just your ta- your taste gets worse. Mind numbing garbage. That'll be our own. It gets week. better campaign. It's not like <laughs> not like for homosexual youths or anything like that. It's Just like. You can get through more than one episode of Bar Rescue. Sometimes the owners are so insane, you have to see it. Yeah, it gets better. <laughs> but I was going to say, you watched 15 minutes of Bar Rescue. We are now um, almost 15 minutes into this podcast, and it is a sports podcast. Well, <laughs> it's ten- it? tangentially. Well, and our, our listenership is declining, so we should probably <laughs> just change entirely maybe that well that'd be good too maybe we'll just have a different category like we could change our title or we could just be a different category of podcast like, like a science podcast yeah exactly like bar, bar science, science. Yeah. yeah see bingo bango all right well let's close up the tap this tracker. is how we do <laughs> i'm gone good night and with that we could probably talk about some sports probably yeah. science yeah right sports Sorry, you, said, you said science <laughs> <We're right? laughs> yes Bi- let's talk about biosteel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, baseball. 
the World Series is on now, and the Blue Jays are not in it. They were still in the thick of uh, the championship series last week when we recorded our last episode. Are you guys watching the World Series now? That the if Jays the World are Series out? is on, and the Blue Jays are in it. Does it make a sound or not in it? I should say. Well, I don't. Yeah, like I said, I I was I'm a bandwagon Blue Jays fan. Yeah, they're not in it anymore. So ipso facto. I did not watch the game last night. Apparently, it was a good one, though. Yeah, it sounded like it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, the pitcher's dad died. The Like 10 minutes before yeah, the game they didn't, started? Yeah, and then they didn't tell he him. He might have known that. Oh, no, he didn't know. No, the he Royals didn't know until after they took him out. Until after the game. Yeah. yeah, they took him out, which is pretty, you know, hey, man, great try, because I believe they were losing when, when they took him out. Yeah. So, hey, man, great try. By the way, your, dad your dad's also dead. <laughs> Damn. So is that maybe that was like the way that Ned Yost got him over it. Like, ah, you know, you're really upset about your outing, but like, it's really if you put it in context. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> small potatoes. Yeah, it's not the worst thing that's happened to you today. He's like, what? Uh, oh, your well, your dad also. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, it's the worst. But I'm laughing. But anyways. from what I understand, that's like exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. So, that's yeah. it's me just pointing out the. I'm not the, trying to be an asshole. Yeah, that they were an asshole to him. They, he just lived in a bubble until after he came off the yeah. mound. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, you know, I would think that he could probably still put up a hell of a performance if he knew, right? Yeah, maybe. Brett Favre did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just I mean, I don't know. Like, it just hear, takes your mind off. Hearing of it. right before the game, though. And yeah. like I think he's lucky that it wasn't the game wasn't in New York because the Mets fans for sure would have started like just chanting yell, something, yell yeah. at him. Oof. Yeah, God, that would have just been <laughs> that yeah. would be a new legend. You, you know, some Mets fan oh, would yell sure. something. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or say something. Hey, Volquez, your dad's dead. Your dad's dead. Which <laughs> just like I'm reading it on Twitter. <laughs> he's fucking dead, Volquez. Nine fans in the front row all have signs that just. Spell out like D A D apostrophe S D E A D. Yeah, exactly. Dad's yeah. dead. He's like, what is? Who's dad? Is like, it a nickname of like a Mets? Yeah. Player? Like, I don't want to joke about it, but like, if he was in New York, something like that would have. Oh, I'm sure some fan, drunken fan, would Garrett, have oh, something. For sure, or, they wouldn't even have to be drunk. They're yeah. just from New York. <laughs> I don't so. know. Not that these are like comparable situations at all, but I found out that my grandpa had passed away like 20 minutes before I had to do play by play for a hockey game. And I found it really relieving to do that job that night because it just took my mind off. Yeah, entirely. yeah, I can see that. I mean, everyone's different. I think with this, though, you're probably right. Like, he, there's so much pressure and everything, and he would just be like focusing on the game. Yeah, you don't, you never know, right? Or but, he'd be like fired up to dedicate his performance yeah, exactly. to him, right? Which yeah. is kind of what I thought he was doing. Yeah, he played incredibly yeah. well. Yeah, and then you find out he didn't find out until <laughs> he after. He didn't the, know at all. Yeah. Well, neither did I. That's yeah. You're like, what the hell? This narrative is shit. <laughs> but I was uh, really excited for the other narrative where he was pitching for his dad. <laughs> now he's just pitching because he's good. What the fuck? <laughs> I did switch it over for the Canucks game, so I wasn't dedicated enough to. to yeah, last I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of it. I just heard that it was a a good game. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about that because it uh, is a game with some historical context. The Canucks and Canadians last night, but uh, uh, I I mean we spent enough time talking about the Jays over the last couple of weeks that yeah. I feel like we should probably do like a retrospective now that it's over because it would probably be poor form to just pretend like it never happened oh, that's what i was gonna do <laughs> oh, really? yeah. dum, 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 will you remember me <laughs> don't let that pitch pass you by well i did say last week that if they were gonna lose Strowman it was gonna be in game four. six and that's the a prediction that means nothing, ultimately. Like, it could have not happened, and I wouldn't have brought it up at all. But uh, it just seemed dumb, like dumb, dumb. David Price was, like, cursed. 
that he was just not going to get a win no matter what. And he played great, really, in that final game, other than like maybe the first pitch of the first yeah. inning. Turned out the price was wrong. <laughs> I just, bum, 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 bum. I just ultimately <laughs> feel bad for him, though, right? Like, he played really well. Yeah, he bought the Blue predominantly, Jays sweet robes. Not and... just like in the regular season where he was awesome, but in the playoffs, too, when he didn't get a yeah, single he's just, win. He's just gotten unlucky. I mean, you look at like Drew Hutchison's a great example of that. He had a 13-5 and win-loss record and was sent down to the minors and didn't. I don't even think they let him on the bench in the postseason. Like they let yeah. Burley and Cecil on the bench. They're like Hutchison, go home, bud. You're you're done, <laughs> man. Stay away. You're done. Yeah, I mean, you won 13 games, but that's also because you got 6.7 runs of support per game average. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, whether they won or lost, and and I don't think if they get back into the postseason again next year, it's going to have the same degree of like mania to it that it did this season. Yeah. Ultimately, they might be better, like Kansas City is this year. Yeah. Um, and, it, and you know, they will still be just as good to watch. And, oh, yeah. And I'll still get into it. But, like, there was an element of surprise this year. Totally. Well, and all the moves they made and the Which fact that David literally, Price was a Blue Jay for <sighs> half a season. And the Tulo trade happened, like, while we were recording an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely more likely to watch them in the regular season, like, starting next uh, in year. april yeah 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 exactly. totally i agree yeah, yeah. but well so, you would watch them anyway though right? yeah i watch normally yeah. but um but yeah i'm I, i'm you know i'm that type of jays fan where i am a dedicated fan and that you know i've cheered for the team since i was a kid and all that stuff but i definitely i mean it's baseball it's pretty hard to watch if the team sucks you know especially getting into september and october if the team is 12 games back yeah it's pretty tough to watch those games, but uh, in terms of the you know the front half of the season and all that kind of stuff, I'll be watching for sure, and it'll be interesting to see what uh, you know what some of those what Price is going to do. I don't think there's a hope in hell that he stays with the Blue Jays, but who know? You never know. I've been surp- I was surprised that the Jays even got him. I mean, that came out of nowhere. All the talk was that he was going to the Dodgers, um, and then out of nowhere, the Jays got him. So. So yeah, I mean, who, it's it's tough not, to say. Not that I'm an expert in any way, but I would think it's probably more important to them to keep Estrada. It probably wouldn't cost them as much. Yeah, I think they'll. And it's probably just as vital of a signing. So I think they're going to push really hard for Estrada. I think they're going to move Sanchez to starting, and I think if you got Stroman, Sanchez, uh, Estrada, and Dickey to start the year, that's pretty With solid. Osuna, a year older, and yeah, I mean, there's some talk that they're going to make Osuna a starter too. I don't see it. Uh, with the success that he had as a closer, but certainly possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you start the year with those four arms, you maybe make a trade uh, during the year. There's also a few intriguing free agents. Uh, yeah, they'll be good to watch next year. Uh, as for the World Series, I'm cheering for the Mets because I don't like KC. It's kind of uh, like the worst possible World Series of the four teams in the Final Four, too. Like oh, Cubs, yeah. Jays would have been the greatest Oh, it would have been so amazing, yeah. I mean, the Cubs... Oh. They're going to be so good for years, though. And, I mean, they're the front runners to get Price, I think. And they got Joe Madden there. All their youngsters will be a year older next year. They're going to be unbelievable. There's no real villain in this World Series other than, like, I guess the Royals for eliminating the Jays. But they're still, like, an underdog team. Even though they've been so good for the last two years, they were horrible forever before oh, that. Oh, yeah, totally. And, like, I would love to see the Mets win also. It just doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Like, all the stakes that I had invested in the playoffs up to this point are 
are gone now that the Jays are out. But uh, I think it's important to, to reflect on just like like for for listeners in the states in particular, because I know not all of our listeners are in Canada. Uh, like for context of how huge this playoff run was, four days before probably like the biggest election in Canadian history in terms of just like ramifications for the general direction of the country, uh, the election fell off the map of like national news coverage. Every single story, pretty much. That led like every newscast in the country was about the Jays winning the ALDS and uh, mm-hmm. fully deserved. I know I had some friends who are like big news buffs or political junkies or whatever, being like, "Why is this thing like so? You know, where's the election coverage? Come on, I, w- I need my Tom Mulcair or whatever." No, but like, if you didn't watch Game Five, like against Texas, then you just can't understand how insane it was. Yeah, well, sports is cooler than news. So. <laughs> yeah, way cooler. That's why we yeah. have sports, because people saw the news or heard the news every day on the radio. And it lasted and, 80 days. Yeah, the and they were cycle. like, oh, well, that I'm done with this. Yeah. What's What else is new? Oh, Babe Ruth can hit a ball super far? That sounds great. <laughs> Give me that. That was They invented sports in the 1920s. Yeah, according yeah. to me. Yeah, yep. yeah. just to, you know. Well, get, but really, that was kind of the, the dawn of like professional coverage. sports. I guess. Oh, it's a history podcast now. That's right. Yeah. Most of the teams that won championships back then are kind of like amateur teams. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Enough of that. They all yeah. died of like the Spanish I would flu. like to send the Blue Jays off with a song. Yeah. Thank you, Donaldson. <laughs> Thank you, Bautista. Thank you. Thank you, Strowman. Alanis Morissette Canadian content yeah I'm kind of glad the Blue Jays are out now (laughs) (laughs) because we got to hear that wonderful song how many more they deserve to be out after that what's the like over under on the number of songs before you quit like uh, of of you and Justin Justin Sanum yeah yeah I, we're we're getting there I was gonna say because every time we sing you're kind of like oh maybe I'm gonna quit now yeah no it's like a word you probably you know like you've done like Two songs an episode, I would say. Yeah, a minimum. In yeah. our seventeenth episode. And stain probably counts for like five songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> we're close. I'd say we'll we'll check back in like episode twenty five. Okay. And right. uh, if See I'm still here, yeah. But we haven't crossed that threshold yet. We're still. <laughs> we're getting there. On we gotta get the outside, we're looking in. Stained again, <laughs> but with Limp Biscuit. That's that one. Does that make it better or worse? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they better, cancel each other out, like a double negative yeah. become a positive. Anyways, I don't want to speak too like importantly about it because ultimately Stefan and I are both bandwagon fans. But it was fun. Thank you, Blue Jays, for I a great it. run. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And with that, we will move on to what uh, I was not watching the World Series for last night. The Montreal Canadiens looking to become the hottest starting team in NHL history. They were on a 9-0 tear to begin the season. They're looking to tie the hottest. Yes, they were looking to tie. And if they tied against Vancouver last night, then I think it's safe to say they would have completed the streak and been the hottest team to start ever because their next opponent is the Edmonton Oilers. And, well, 
we know how that's going to go. That, but That team is garbage. <laughs> yes. Condolences uh, if you're in Edmonton. Just that you are in Edmonton, not even that the team is garbage. Um, but, yeah, they were looking for 10 in a row against the uh, Canucks last night, and it really seemed like to me that that was going to be a, a sure thing. Like, you didn't even go. You had tickets to the game. Did you sell them or what? I gave them to my sister and her boyfriend. Okay. She'd never been to a game before. She's good luck, apparently. She's 1-0 yeah. all time at Canucks games. Uh, I had a soccer game. Okay, because uh, we, we had we talked lost. about it last week, and we were both like, that's going to be just a slaughter. Oh, yeah, and it was like, I, it, it, in the back of my head, because I went to the Montreal game last year, too, and it's like 75% Habs fans in the building, and they're so annoying. And, uh, like, the Canucks won last year in uh, in overtime. It was, it was a really good game, but it was just like, when the Habs scored, it was louder. I would say, than when the Canucks scored. Well, the Go Habs Go chants were easily much louder oh, yeah. than any Canucks chants in the game last night. But Montreal did not complete it. Their streak came to a screeching halt, all because of the heroic efforts of our favorite player here on Real Good Show, Lucas Pisa, who uh, went into the game with Matt Bartkowski as his defensive uh, pairing line mate, I guess. Yeah. And we were all expecting horrible things from that pairing. They did deliver some really insane gaffes, but Ryan Miller was good enough to not allow those to stop I, the team. I would just like to say that was all Barkowski's fault. Yeah. Uh, I felt when I saw the pairings, I was like, man, like your, your parents Spiza with Barkowski. Like, That's I just, why I got him on my team. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Spiza, you know, he persevered. He scored a, a beautiful goal. Uh, I've never seen a puck do that before. It kind of like flipped up. Uh, it was like it was a really interesting shot. You know, he's finding new ways to score. Um, and I mean, yes, he had a couple. Of, we'll call them giveaways. I did air quotes there. <laughs> uh, I think what it was. I, I prefer to call it sharing. You really just exactly. flipped on a banana peel, basically. Well, it was it was just it was bad it's luck. Sharing. But I think also in the back of his head, his head, he's like, well, Miller's gonna make Miller's been great. He's going to make a beautiful save. He also listened to last week's episode. I'm assuming. And yeah. like he knows that we are a comedy show. Though maybe, maybe we're not anymore. It's tough to tell. History <laughs> slash science. <laughs> um, and Educational. He, want, he wanted to do some pratfalls just like to try out comedy. Yeah, because he loves our podcast yeah, so much. Exactly. Um, I think he just wanted Miller to make a couple nice saves, which he did. Uh, just kind of keep him on his toes. It's you know? important to allow your teammates to showcase their skills, yeah. right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Especially considering yeah. like Miller's so criticized in the city. Like... You know, he's just looking out for him, giving him an opportunity to strut his yeah. stuff. So, uh, given that we've brought up Lucas Spiza, Stefan, um, this week, uh, what would you do in order to keep Lucas Spiza on the Canucks? Um, well, did you guys obviously use like binders in like high school. I mean, you're a teacher. You probably still uh, yeah, use them. I see binders all the time. Yeah. I would, uh, I'd, I'd put my, um, I like my, you know, when you open them up and they snap yeah. shut, oh. I'd, I'd put my dick in there <laughs> and we'd close the binder on that <laughs> just to keep Lucas Bees on the team. Cause I love you so much. Oh. <laughs> you know, like you get like, uh, that when other guys are talking about getting their balls slammed and it hurts your own balls. Well, that was, yeah. my, that was my, that was like, my dick though. Yeah. where your dick, whatever. It doesn't, that hurts. And I don't know hard or soft. What would be worse? Oh, soft, soft would be worse. Yeah, soft, for sure. For actually. sure. Yeah. Oh God. That's <laughs> Justin, you just like, could you imagine if it somehow got in your urethra? Like concerned. if you had just got the angle wrong? Well, that's what I'm, no, that's, I'd get the angle right. And that oh. that's what I'm aiming for. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, well, I mean, that's just how much he means. Yeah, to clearly, you I'm a, I'm such a dedicated fan, Luca. Yeah, because that's unbelievable. If anyone was going to eat, sleep, conquer the streak, it had to be 
Lucas Pisa. It's just, you know, naturally, it's the greatest underdog story of all time. Yeah. And we got to see it play out right in front of our eyes. It's like Rudy, but Luca. <laughs> and not full of lies, also. Yeah, no, I don't lie, ever. <laughs> but I think Rudy did, didn't he? I don't know. Oh, yeah, he like, did. Didn't that's it turn right. out yeah, that yeah. Rudy's like a real piece of shit in the end? Yeah, well, I think he was a hobbit. Something like that. <laughs> He lied about being a football player, that son of a bitch. Anyway, Montreal loses this game in Vancouver, and everybody's pointing to the Roxy curse as being the reason why, because they arrived in the city uh, for a Tuesday night game on Sunday. Huge mistake. And had two nights to party in downtown Vancouver. This seems to come up, like, all the time. Whenever a team comes to Vancouver early, everybody says, big mistake, they're all going to go out to the Roxy. Like, it rung true to me for a while, but, like, you know, Maybe it's just that it's not my scene, but I've never heard anyone say, like, what a great night last night. I wound up at the Roxy. No, everyone goes, so what'd you do last night? Well, Jesus fucking uh, Christ, I wound up at the Roxy. Like, yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or, the, or it's like, uh, ugh. and they just shake their head and you're like, what? And they're like, Roxy. <laughs> you're like, oh, boy. Yikes! Yeah, so I, I don't get it either. I don't get why it's so popular, but it's um, a it's a shithole. Yeah, yeah, it's so I've never been inside it, but I just assume it's like, a shithole. Do other cities not have bars? Like <laughs> yeah, I know I that know. Montreal definitely does well, that are way better than the Roxy. My favorite bar in Vancouver, the Morrissey, is right across the street. Basically, like if you wanted to go to a nice bar, like it's not that far to go to a nice bar, even in Vancouver, it's on the same street, like one block over. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on the it's on Granville Street. There's tons of bars. Yeah, around tons of like to. literally tons. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah, I don't know why that's the one that gets chosen for the these players to do their cocaine, but <laughs> I guess it's that one. <laughs> we can it, say it because Victor or no, yeah, Victor Love said that. Yeah. The, yeah, the like defensive prospect for the Leafs. Or really? no, maybe he's a forward. Yeah, and he was like, he just he went back to he was sent back to Sweden to play in the Swedish elite league and they, he did an interview with a Swedish paper and they're asking him about the differences between like playing in the NHL and Sweden. And he was like, well, a lot of players in the NHL do cocaine. <laughs> I love when players go back to their home country and do interviews. Cause there's no filter. At no, all. none at all. I guess they're just assuming like their GMs and coaches are too stupid to like translate them. Yeah. Totally. Like, oh, well, they're not going to. Yeah, like Swedish. Dmitry uh, Chesnikov always was doing that for Puck Daddy. He would have those great interviews with Russian yeah, yeah. players because they just feel so much more comfortable speaking in their own language. And then they would just be like, yeah, I hated playing with that guy. Or like, yeah, I wish I got traded. Or like, whatever. And you're yeah. like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Samuelson was really. Um, Mikhail oh, Samuelson man. Had he some... just, yeah. <laughs> that was outstanding. Um, so, yeah. So that's what the thing. It's not like I'm. It's not like I'm incriminating these players. It's just seems to be a fact right now well i mean the nhl itself came out and said that there yeah. was a lot of cocaine in the piss yeah so only recently though yeah only De recently. definitely not more than two years ago no definitely, definitely not five or seven or ten no, years exactly ago. yeah definitely it's, not it's very much in the last like three months since we started yeah. looking for it that's definitely. when it really shot up yeah exactly yeah for <laughs> sure like uh sean avery and like chris nyland and uh yeah like they never did cocaine i hear <laughs> They probably just never did it in their lives. Like, like, I don't understand what the appeal of, like, okay, so you're not in your, like, home city, I guess. So it's not going to, like, reflect badly on you if you go out for a night on the town. It's not going to show up in the papers if you go out for a night on the town in Vancouver. But then also, like, why Vancouver? Why not, like, Chicago? There yeah. must be a dope bar boring. in Chicago. 
Well, there probably are. We just don't hear about them as much over here, right? I'm sure there's there's Roxy equivalents in like every city. Then why does it Maybe. only come up here? Yeah, because you would think it would still get written about, like even in the playoffs. Yeah, I guess the Roxy like curse that. is like a it, very well known thing. Yeah. yeah, it's just baffling. It, it is. is baffling. Anyway, we should definitely record an episode live from the Roxy <laughs> one night and just see what drunk and a high NHL player we can get to have on the show. Oh, hey, Max Pacioretty. Cool. Uh, I'm here with Real Good Show. It's uh, You've probably not heard of it. We're a history podcast, but um, <laughs> would you care to comment on uh, here, the Roxy? That'd be pretty sweet. I was also going to talk about Evander Kane again this week. Cause well, he's, he's one of my favorites. He, we, he, we might be very close to declaring him the official hockey player of I think Real he Good probably Show. Is. He probably is. Yeah. He's come up enough times at this point, basically. He uses money as a phone. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that. But he thinks... I don't know if he actually thinks the, the money is a phone. I mean, hopefully he's figured it out by now. But he takes a big stack of money and holds it up to his ear like it's a phone and like kind of talks into it, like, it, like I said, like it's a phone. Uh... It's hilarious. That's one of his yeah. many controversies. It's one of his things. I don't know why it's a controversy. He keeps landing in hot water everywhere he goes. This week, he kind of intentionally stuck himself in it. He did an interview with the Hockey News. Ken Campbell, I believe, was the, the writer on that piece. And Kane uh, confirmed, I asked for a trade every single offseason in Winnipeg, which I'm sure the people of Winnipeg just love hearing that. Have you ever been to Winnipeg? Yes. Yeah, so, so I get it. to me. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Especially when there's a guy in the newspaper just drumming up racist hate for you like yeah. every time you open your like mouth. A, like I voluntarily went to Winnipeg and I don't play a sport there in that city and I asked for a trade out of Winnipeg. <laughs> I've never been there, but I know one guy from Winnipeg and he's the biggest asshole I've ever yeah, met in well, my entire life. Makes sense. So, yeah. Another key quote from that uh, was uh, there are... Let's see. Here we go. Kane acknowledged it was never a good fit in Winnipeg, saying that rumors there got wildly out of control. He does admit he probably didn't help things with some of his ventures into social media, specifically posing for a picture during the lockout with a wad of bills to his ear, but said there are things players have done a lot worse that have gone without the same sort of scrutiny and criticism. Quote, there are a lot of guys I could point to that everybody knows publicly who have done a lot worse or been accused of doing a lot worse things than I have, but they don't look like me. They don't look like me. He also accused anyone ripping on him of being just jealous of his lifestyle. Which I also am. caught a lot of flack on social media that like you can't like brag about how awesome your life is and then accuse people of being jealous of it when they hate you. It's like, well, actually you can. <laughs> you really yeah. can. Of course you can. And it's probably valid to do so because the most recent controversy that he has apparently found himself in is uh, he, he was taking flack for renting out a private helicopter to fly from Buffalo to Toronto to watch a Blue Jays play. Was he actually taking flack for that? Yes. That's like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and if you had the money to do that and you were his age, why the fuck would you not do that? Yeah, and why would you not brag about it? Yeah, and why would you not hear about someone doing that and being like, man, that's awesome. I wish I could do that. Yeah, not fuck that guy. I hate him. Yeah, I wish I could do that fucking guy. God damn it. This guy's dope. Yeah, I would totally do that. Here's a funny story about Evander Kane. I saw him one summer, two summers ago, I believe, and he was driving his Bentley uh, on Kitts Beach, and he just got out of it and parked, and I saw him. And then I made a tweet just as a joke. This is when all the Winnipeg controversy was going on, like, oh, super weird. I was just chilling at Kitts Beach, and Evander Kane drove by in his black Bentley with the windows rolled down, yelling out, I hate Winnipeg at the top of his lungs. (laughs) 
And I got like 10 tweets from people being like, oh my God, what a piece of shit. Like, I, I thought you were guy. going to say Evander Kane fave. That's what that I was kind of hoping too. <laughs> oh man, that would be unbelievable. <laughs> That's my favorite type of uh, social media, like athlete controversy is when an athlete favorites a tweet being like, uh, hey, don't you like hate the city you're in? Or like, doesn't yeah. like Vancouver suck? And like they favorite the oh, tweet. Like, or like Steven Stamkos with the Toronto, yeah, uh, yeah, with yeah. The Toronto Leafs, uh, with the Leafs tweets where he was like, someone was saying they wanted him to come play for Toronto and he favorited like two in a row or something. And then he, he was like for the longest time trying to go with the defense that his fingers slipped. <laughs> and then, uh, and then like, and then this summer, the, yeah, because if there's one thing we know about Steven Stamkos, it's that his hands aren't accurate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> terrible hands on the guy. Um, well, it was so funny. Yeah, because they finally asked him about it this summer and they're like, so so your fingers slipped and he's just kind of like gets this huge like shitty eating grin on his face. He's like, yeah. And they're like, so you is so, but it was, there was two tweets and he's like, yeah, well, you know, it happens sometimes. And he just has this like big, like winking kind of smile on his face. They're like, Oh my God. Um, but anyway, I really look forward to Steven Samkos uh, being the Leafs captain uh, this time next year. I just want to stay on that Kane quote one more time. There are a lot of guys I could point to that everybody knows publicly who have done a lot worse or been accused of doing a lot worse things than I have. Kane told the Hockey News. You don't even need to look past his own surname. I feel like I've heard more flack towards Evander Kane than Patrick Kane since the NHL season began. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy. Like, in, absolutely insane. Like, Patrick Kane right now is basically the NHL's Greg Hardy, except, like, nobody is, like, saying anything about it anymore. Except for the Philadelphia fans. Who just... Who were shit on for, like, saying... For, like, chanting, she said no, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Which was bizarre. I thought that was the dopest chant ever. I thought that was so cool that they did that and stood up to a player. I mean, I know they're partly doing it to, like, get in his head or whatever. I think it was more that. Like, yeah, they weren't doing it... For like women yeah, for everywhere. sticking up for the women. Yeah, yeah I know, but I mean, it's still. But I'm gonna pretend. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna pretend as uh, as a member of this feminist podcast. <laughs> That's also one of the categories that <laughs> we're going inspiring. For. Yeah, inspiring voices. women's voices. Yeah, um, as a yeah, as a, obviously a feminist podcast and a podcast that respects women. I would like to believe that that is why they were chanting it. And you know, and I am going to the Canucks Chicago game uh, in a month. So I will. Um, I'll boo him. I don't think. I don't think Canucks. Well, Canucks fans don't chant. That that arena is a tomb. Well, they won't understand. Yeah, yeah they won't understand what I'm. What's going on? Well, and when we like talked about Patrick Kane and addressed <laughs> that issue on the show, we basically made fun of them for for being insane. That they thought that they could just carry on with business as usual and that this would just blow over. But that's kind of exactly what they've continued yeah. to do, and it's kind of exactly what's happened. Yeah, they've done really well which in is that regard. Just really which is sickening. Depressing, yeah, more than anything. But this is not just a sports show, it's also a comedy show. So, moving on, we can talk about one last thing with hockey before we head on to another sport. Bill Simmons tweeted something exceptionally stupid, even stupider now that we know that not only did the Canucks stop the Montreal Canadiens streak, but that it was Lucas Pisa himself who did the stopping. Bill Simmons uh, tweeted, let me just find this for a second. Bill, 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 Bill. Simmons podcast. <laughs> it's a science podcast now, so I did the Bill Nye theme, but for Bill Simmons instead. Bill Simmons says, just send the Stanley Cup to Montreal right now. No way this team is losing next spring. The season is over. He tweeted that four days ago. I'm going to give him some credit here. 
which is amazing. I think he was trying to jinx them. Because he is such a big believer in like sports jinxes and that sort of right. thing. I think he was trying to jinx them. And he is a, like a, a Boston a, fan well, sometimes. Yeah, he's probably he's a, he's a Kings fan right now, I think. Yeah. But yeah, for that he's tweet, both. he was a Boston fan. Okay. Um, I, um, I, I don't think Montreal is going to win the cup. I just don't see it. That I don't, I don't think so. Nope. Yeah. I mean. Don't see it. Disagree with Simmons. I don't know who's going to win it, but it's not going to be Montreal. I think it'll be Vancouver. Definitely. Led by Spieza all the yeah, way. Obviously. Well, after a performance like that against the you know, de facto champions. How I guess that's not? true. You can't really argue with that yeah. right now. Right now, Lucas Spieza is the hottest player on the planet. And also odds on favorite to win the Conn Smythe if the playoffs were to begin at this moment. No question in my mind. <laughs> yeah, huge game-winning goal. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> all right. Well, moving on from the NHL, uh, there's other sports going on in the city right now. What? The Whitecaps are about to start in the MLS playoffs. Yeah. John, you should be excited about that. Are you? Uh, yeah, I'm pumped. I was sad I had missed the game this Sunday because I was in the aforementioned uh, bustling metropolis of Red Deer, Alberta. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, uh, I, I, it sucks because they've had so many injuries. Um, they've really limped across the finish line. I, I'd like to believe that they're gonna have a, a, a chance in the playoffs, but um, it's going to be tough. I, I think they're kind of on the outside looking in, so it's not as exciting as it could be. But first home playoff date for them, uh, which is awesome. And um, yeah, I, I know that for sure on November 8th, I will lose my voice and possibly commit a crime. <laughs> so um, that that's going to be fun. I look forward <laughs> Get to that. swept up in the crime wave. So, well, some, yeah, I mean, that's it's the true thing. Vancouver sports fashion, basically. Are it you, is. Are you in the Southsiders section? I am in the yeah. Southsiders section. And um I've never seen any crimes really being committed. Um, however, I just feel like it could happen at any time. Yeah. And I mean, there's. And I will be a part of it. There's been a bunch of arson advertising around the city, also. I don't yeah. know if you've seen these signs that say fireworks. Like, oh, good for you. Uh, uh, oh, oh. Yeah. That was. I can just cut that one out. No, you brought, no, just, I mean, no. We'll keep it in. All right. We're an honest yeah. right. history Fire podcast. Works. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, like I went to the Cascadia Cup final, and it was they played so poorly that it just kind of killed my interest in the team in general. Oh, really? Well, I mean, that's not, the Cascadia <laughs> Cup is just like a supporter's trophy. It's not really like the final. Yeah, but I mean, it would have been cool. They were hosting Seattle. True, yeah. I was, I was quite hyped for it. That's why it's, yeah. And they really fell flat on their face. Well, that's like, well, that was a giant waste of money. The Caps kind of overachieved uh, this season, and a lot of good teams underachieved, and that's why I think it's going to be a little bit of a rude awakening for them in the playoffs. But um, I think they're a really good team. Love their manager. Um, I think next year they'll be one of the top teams in the league. This year we'll see if they make it through a round, but I hope they do. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot funny to say about it. <laughs> yeah. um, they just. Yeah, it's going to be good times. I know that everyone out there is really. Um, excited to hear about the mls of although course. that said i talk about artistic roller skating true so. well i just thought you're a fan you might want to talk about it yeah i mean i'm really excited i think it's going to be amazing but um but yeah i just i worry that they're they're just not going to be healthy enough to make it happen all right well we will go from there into the world of mma where ronda rousey made mama. headlines today it's pronounced mama mama <laughs> for saying that uh she was looking ahead to her career after ufc 
and said, uh, what I would love to do, I've got an Olympic medal, I would want to retire from MMA as one of the greatest of all time, I would love to have the chance to be the boxing world champion, and I would love to have the chance to be a jiu-jitsu world champion, I'd love to have the chance to be the divas world champion in the WWE, and just be the best of everything at one point. She could do it. She she's, definitely She's could. so charismatic too, right? Yeah. So I think she's she'd fit right in with the WWE. Yeah. I, I know nothing about wrestling, but she, she's, she's already kind of like she a was wrestling at character. WrestleMania this year, yeah, setting up what seemed like a future storyline. Though her and Dana White have both been like, oh, she's never doing it again, which is probably just to maintain the surprise when she's at WrestleMania again next year. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I think, yeah, I mean, the Divas World Champion is not really a goal in the sense that she could be it tomorrow. Yeah, um, if she wanted to be, because uh, she would instantly be the most entertaining performer yeah. probably on the entire WWE roster and a lot of the reactions that I was seeing were like don't Ronda why do you even want that that's so below you I think if Ronda Rousey went to WWE she would be a way bigger deal than Brock Lesnar oh yeah it'd be outstanding because yeah. well, Brock Lesnar's an asshole and yeah. he's like there's there's not really much personality there from what I no see. no well, no, that's he doesn't why he speak has, he's he just Paul like Heyman. an imposing physical presence yeah and he's a great wrestler yeah. like unbelievable to watch yeah perform but yeah in terms of his like uh, he's charismatic without having to say anything. Right. You know, like he just has that physical charisma and he's someone that you want to watch. Um, Even if he's just like cocking his eyes and giving like half smirks. Yeah. He That's knows all how to, he ever does, basically. Yeah. He knows how to, how to milk it. There's no question about that. But yeah, Rhonda would be outstanding. Although I was a little disappointed to find out that she's dating Travis Brown currently. Really? Another uh, MMA fighter. Yeah. Well, they refused to use the term dating, according to Travis Brown. He said, she's my chick and I'm her man, but we don't we don't like to use the term dating. Was he like a greaser from the 1950s? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. But he's also gigantic. And Travis Brown, if you're listening to this, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have nothing bad to say. He looks like him. Cal Drogo. Yeah, he's very... Uh, He's a very aggressive looking man. <laughs> but I uh, just wanted to say that, you know, not only like I, that would be when the women would be main eventing pay-per-views is if Ronda Rousey oh, yeah. joined wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I know that not a lot of people like it when we talk about wrestling on the show, but I'm just going to give a serious opinion right now that. It's a serious opinion about wrestling. Ronda like Rousey wrestling. versus Sasha Banks could potentially be the hottest feud of all time. Yeah, maybe people. I, Sasha Banks needs another couple of years before she's seen as like a credible challenger. But she's already had probably the two best divas matches ever in the past like two months. But you know, just just one man's opinion. No, I know that, but I'm just <laughs> saying. Like, I I still think her forays onto the main roster. Yeah, yeah. Have she's, not been she's hasn't done anything yet, but it's coming, and she will. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for. She'll it. be huge. She'll, she, she, but anyways, yeah. Ronda will probably be too busy making movies anyways. She's never going to be like... A full-time yeah. WWE wrestler. Or just even in boxing or anything. Yeah, I don't She's going to go from UFC to movies probably. Yeah. She's playing herself in her own biopic, isn't she? I'm pretty sure. I think so, yeah. And she's also starring in a female version remake of Roadhouse. Yeah, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Rondhouse. <laughs> Roadhousey? Nice, I like that. It's pretty Road, good. Yeah, Roadhousey or Rondhouse. That makes up for I, I that, like... that. Makes up for the fireworks debacle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst fireworks debacle since my buddy Chris Hope exploded a lighter into his own hand in grade five, trying to set a Roman candle alight. How do you do that? 
Uh, or maybe it was a different fire. I think it was a Roman candle. He went to light it and it kind of like, it was a dud and it blew up in his hand or oh. whatever. And then the flame from that <laughs> went blew inside up. the lighter. No, I just, yeah, like blew, like the, he had, like he still has shrapnel from the lighter in his hand. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. That's really cool. I remember so, yeah. someone threw an M80 at us from like a moving car. That was pretty, that wow. was, well, in retrospect, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, like because you didn't get killed. Yeah, well, yeah. one of my friends did, but. Really? Okay, yeah. well, it happens. Yeah. Dead? Yeah, it, uh, his mouth was open because he was kind of freaked out and went in his mouth and his, his head exploded. <laughs> like the Death Star? Yeah. <laughs> that still might not be as bad as Justin's fireworks joke. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys That's actually do you believe me, though? No. no. Oh, okay, because I, th- I thought you for a second. It looked I like did you. for a bit. So I, was like, was I, wasn't so even, I wasn't even trying to lie there. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even trying to lie. I just was. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> All right. Well, we could go from there into the clip of the week. Everybody's favorite. Oh, I really I say that about every single segment yeah, sure. on the show, basically. Yeah. Um, it's a good one this week too. The NBA season started up again this week, last night, in fact. And uh, doing an interview uh, was Carlos Boozer. He joined one of the best names in sports. We really should have brought that. Truly, up that. truly, he joined highly questionable for a discussion about. All sorts of things throughout his career, but one of the key things that came up was an infamous night in the life of Carlos Boozer where he used, uh, like, hair dye, basically, to try and conceal his male pattern baldness. Happens to the best of us. Um, and some people have described it as looking like he had, like, an entire jar of shoe shine on his head that night. To me, it looks kind of like... Um, uh, like the hair that would go on like a created player in a video game, but yeah, like a, totally, like a 2002 era video game. Yeah, yeah, basically. yeah. Not now. He kind of <laughs> looked like the bad guy from the Fifth Element. Yes, that too. Definitely Gary Oldman from the Fifth Element. Uh, he was asked about that night, and we don't even really need to make any jokes about this. It kind of speaks for itself in terms of comedy value. I have to get to the bottom of this. It's a highly questionable investigation. What was going on with your hair that day? We need to know what oh, the... Oh, man. Man, listen, so... Truth be told, as you can tell, I started, you know, losing my hair a little bit. I, I, I know the struggle. I'm with you. Right, me yeah, too. So I started losing the hair a little bit. Uh, they came out with this... It's like it's like a, like a hair dye or whatever for men called the Beijing. Well, I had one, you know, one guy that was like, yo, have you ever thought about growing your hair out? And I was like, yeah, I was thinking about it until I saw some of these little bald spots on my head. So I was like, you know, I just cut my hair off. And so he was telling me that he could, you know, you grow your hair out, I could cover it up a little bit and make it look like you got a regular, you know, haircut. So I tried it and he just made my stuff look like, like shoe polish up there, man. <laughs> I still, like, I, listen, this is, this is, this is like five years later and I'm still hearing about it. Oh yeah, so, you go hear about I, it. I still end. get this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we been sitting here for twenty it. minutes trying to figure out how to work it in. Like this is this is you know we didn't want to hurt your feelings, but you know we, 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 it, it was a thing. You know, like nah, it, nah, it, tr- trust me, I didn't hurt her from my teammates, uh, from my girl. Like I didn't hurt her from all my homies growing up. So it ain't nothing I haven't already talked about. But yeah, I was you know I was trying to get my hairline back and. You know, a lot of guys do it. I'm not going, like I said, I ain't need no brown, I ain't no snitch. I'm not going to drop no name. A lot of guys do it. But that was definitely a, a mistake in, uh, in the history, so. 
But I guess never. I tell you this though, never again, never again. But when you left the house, you had to know what was coming, right? Like, what was the feeling like when you looked at it? You were done, and you were just like, "Are you?" Yeah, I tried to shampoo that thing about seven, eight times. So I went to the mirror. You know how you get a cut? You know you think you looking all right, right? So I go to the back. I go to the mirror. I'm gonna look fresh. I said, "Mommy, get this out of my head." I shampooed like seven times, and it still wouldn't come out, bro. Man, and then I go to practice, right? Because it happened at night. So I go to shoot around the next day, and my all my teammates are like, "Booze, what did you do?" And then, and even more funny than that, we're, we're at Boston, you know, KG, Ray Allen, Paul oh, Pierce, no, oh, no, ESPN oh, no. gang. Oh, no. You know what I mean? And this is when they started putting a little camera through the middle of the court. So there's like it's like the extra HD just popped out on every channel. And I had a hell of a game. I had like 22 points, 20 rebounds. So the camera was on me anyway. So I'm over here like, there's no, there's no avoiding it, guys. There was no avoiding it that night. No avoiding. At least, you, at least you didn't punch the referee in the ju- in the jewels. Yeah, not that, that night. Not that. Oh, I didn't punch funny. him in the chicken nuggets that night. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know. That worked out so much better than I thought it would. <laughs> uh, Carlos, thank you for being on with us. There you go, Carlos Boozer on Highly Questionable and uh, giving an interview to live up to how good his sports name is. Yeah, my favorite part of that is when he was like, that's like a bad part of my history, never again. And I was, I was like, if you just tuned in, you'd think he was talking about the Holocaust, maybe? <laughs> Because it is a history podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, true, true. Yeah, exactly. And people just hop into podcasts midstream. Oh, that's I usually do. what I yeah. do. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. never listen to the beginning. Boring. <laughs> Give me the th- minute thirty-nine. That's where the good shit is. <laughs> uh, but some real good stuff in there. Uh, I particularly enjoy him calling uh, testicles chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, that was solid for sure. Uh, I'm yeah. just surprised that it took like five years. For that to be on public record, like for him to speak openly about it. Maybe he refused for a little while. I did um I did an interview with uh with a, a former NHL player and uh I shouldn't say who it is because whatever. Because <laughs> he doesn't want this to get out, but he he played uh with a team for a while and uh they nicknamed him uh Cheese because he he, uh, one of the players on his team decided one day to just like fill his gear with cheese. So they put like cheese cubes in like all the fingers of his gloves and stuff. And then they put like cheese slices in his skates and all this shit. And I guess he just like, it was just supposed to be a prank. Like he had just got traded to this team and he like just freaked out. Like he hated it. Like just that, that he hated this prank. Like he just fucking went off. And so then his teammates just all started calling him cheese. So I found out about this and then I asked him about it in the interview. And he told me all of like he told me the whole story and everything like that. And then I sent the interview to him for like proofing just to kind of be like, hey, like, you know, make sure this is cool to post or whatever. And uh, he goes, man, you got to take out the part about the cheese. <laughs> And I was like, why? And he's like, I just, I cannot be called cheese for the rest of my life. He's like, I hate it so much. Like you can't put it in there. He's like, I respect that it's like funny or whatever, but he's like, but then he was like, he's like, honestly, I just don't even think it's that funny. He's like, I think we could do something funnier. I'm like, no, you just really don't want to be called cheese. Was it Daniel Brie Air? Oh, nice. Ah, PC Labrie. 
That was pretty. Oh, that was better actually. Yeah, his sounds more cheesy. <laughs> well, nice. it's the same cheese. Yeah, yeah that was pretty <laughs> good, guys. That was pretty Gouda. Uh, okay, I think we've kind of run to the limit here. Gouda. <laughs> oh, Radko okay. Gouda. That was nice. Yeah. That yeah, was pretty. Solid. Maybe it was him. Well, yeah. you said former player, though. Yeah, former player, but not. I'm not talking about Edom Deadmarsh or <laughs> Emerson Edom. <laughs> also. Ooh. Emmenthal Edom. <laughs> this is a cheese pun podcast now. <laughs> Mike sorry. Camenberry. <laughs> nice. That's really good. Okay, you have to admit that is is Emerson Edom the only person that you could do to Emmenthal Edom? Is I'm he the only sure, d- yeah. dual cheese? I th- yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, okay, let's take like 15 minutes and we'll all think of our best cheese-based NHL player pun. <sighs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, bear At with least. us. We're going to be silent for 15 minutes. We're not <laughs> editing this out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Isn't there a Carlsberg in the league already? Like, isn't that... Carlsberg? No, uh, there's Carl a, Soderberg. Yeah, yeah. Carl Soderberg. Just cut yeah. the soda out. Yeah. Carlsberg. Oh, and I'm thinking of Jarl... I don't know what I'm thinking of. That <laughs> Jarmo Swiss- Kekalainen. <laughs> <laughs> that Swiss cheese, that delicious... Swiss cheese, uh, Jarl something. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking Jarlsberg? about. Jarlsberg? Maybe. I don't know. Are we actually doing this? Jarl yeah. Soderberg. <laughs> Is there like a cheese that sounds like Rito? Because you could be like, instead of Rito Berra, you could be like Rito Cheddar. No. Berra and Cheddar? Yeah, that's pretty close. Dorito, That's not close D- at all. Dorito Berra? <laughs> <laughs> Dorito. Yeah. That works pretty well. I like that. All right. Doritos not a cheese, really. I mean, it's got processed cheese on it. Yeah, it's close, I guess. (laughs) Um, Well, who's that that plug center who's tearing it up right now in the Lucas Pisa death pool? Uh, Vandeveld? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Chris Vandeveld? What's the uh, Velveeta, I guess? Oh, yeah. Chris Vandeveld. That's pretty good. That's good too. Yeah. yeah, I think we can probably end it on that. Note. Yeah, but yeah. there was twenty minutes that we actually did. Come yeah, out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are really racking our brains. And we will go from there into the triumphant return once again for two consecutive weeks. Two consecutive weeks. It's John Collins Roller Report. John Collins trying to get a right hand free, and so is Benning. On the Roller Report this week, I am proud to report that the Roller Report now with an outro song. John Cullen came back. There you go. That's it. That's, I just wanted to announce that I had an outro. <laughs> Thank you to Yerky21. And once again, I uh, I said last week I wanted a theme song with Roland in it, uh, and I said that he would probably be the only one that would do it, and he did it. And then I even made an additional request to have the line, now I know y'all be loving this shit right here, in the outro, and he did it for me. Uh, so thanks to Yerky21, and uh, the Roller Report will return in the next... Five to thirteen episodes. Whenever I can come up with something about we need artistic, we time for there to be skating. breaking news. 
I got to be honest. I really want to start tweeting at Kayla Macri, but she only has like a hundred followers, and I'm just really worried that it's gonna be really weird and awkward. I'm like mean spirit, and just mean. I'm. Not, I don't want to be mean, but I don't even know how to know. start this Twitter conversation with her. <laughs> I think the people in particular who have stopped listening to the show would disagree with the fact that you don't want to be mean. <laughs> but they're yeah. not here to hear you say that now, anyway. Yeah, so how can they disagree? That. Yeah, maybe I'll bring her into our world. <laughs> Kayla Macri, if you're somehow listening to this podcast, tweet at me first. All right. And we will go from there into the Twitter mailbag. It's letter time. It's letter time. Twitter time. It's letter time. What am I reading? Letter time. Letter, letter, letter time. You've got mail. What am I reading? Next question. You know what I realized is none of our theme songs have sex noises in them, which is obviously the coolest. So <laughs> maybe should, next we, time. We just need like a button that we can yeah, press. We, yeah, yeah, we need like a, just a soundboard, just like a ah, or something like that. I'm just know? surprised that there's no like toilets flushing in any of our theme oh, songs. Oh, that would so. be good too, yeah. Toilet flushing, fart noises, or sex noises. The toilet flush is the whole show, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That should be the ending of all of our... Of all of our shows, just a big toilet flush because that's where everybody should put the podcast in their toilet and flush it up. <laughs> well, Stefan, you actually put out the call for questions again this week. I did. First I got time some, in a little while. Yeah, because usually they're uh, they're too good <laughs> to be yeah. on the show. Yeah. What is sports? Uh, this one comes from uh, Gom, and he says it's bullshit that Ultimate Frisbee had to change its name to Ultimate. I don't have a question. Uh, yeah. Good start. Ultimate Frisbee, the uh, the sport, the official sport of douchebags. Well, I think they had to change it. They had to drop the Frisbee so more people would be like, oh, yeah, Ultimate. would think it's that cool. Sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, man, what sport do you play? Oh, it's the Ultimate, bro. <laughs> God, have you ever watched like an Ultimate Frisbee game? It's no. quite a collection of... It's like football, though, right? But it's like everyone that got rejected from actual sports trying to like just writhe around on a field like they're worth something. <laughs> It basically looks like a, um, it looks like a conference room full of business people eating Subway. Like that was like their catered meal was Subway. <laughs> it's like that's the quality of the sport. Is like, yeah, we got all these catered bus- Subway. Yeah, we got yeah. all these business people together. Ah, oh, f- might as well send out for a party sub. <laughs> Play some ultimate after. It. Yeah, exactly. Well, what about like Froth? You played that? Yeah, that's dope. That's good. Legit. Yeah, Frolf is so dope. But like well, it's not know. called Ultimate Frolf. That's why yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, exactly. They kept the like key elements of both sports in the title. Yeah. Frisbee golf. Portmanteau. Beautiful. Nice. <laughs> Got a question here from a donor to the show at Megalodork. He says which Speaking sports- of what Speaking of donating to the show patreon.com slash real good show yeah do please it please give us some money we you know we did the review review at the top stefan you had a great idea um basically if you would like to donate a large sum of money to the show we will call that the uh the money i had a, i had a name for it oh yeah you yeah did. yeah you had a good name it was this is a pretty good segment idea i think personally yeah um, it's basically you get they okay you all well, you explain I'll it because i'm not i've obviously missed so the my point. segment okay so the segment should be called give us money okay that's once yeah. a week a listener sends us a large sum of money and then we talk about it on the show <laughs> yes okay that's what it is yeah it's a good so, idea yeah, yeah so, so it's plan. like because you can donate to patreon uh slash real good show or you can just send us an email transfer 
realgoodpod at gmail.com. <laughs> yes. And make the password to the secret question, Stefan Heck. <laughs> Sounds good. Send yeah. us money. Yeah. All right. Speaking of, donor Megalodork asks, which sports are better watched on TV and which are better live in person? And really, it's hard for me to think of a sport that's better on TV. Oh, tennis. Tennis, golf, curling. I, don't, I mean, I count those as hobbies more than sports. Golf would make sense because you're able to see all the stuff. That, like, yeah, with, golf is yeah. awful. Like, I went to the U.S. Open this year, and it was awful. Now, granted, that basically everyone agreed that it was, like, the worst course of all time to be a spectator on. But, like, I've been to other more friendly courses, and it's still really horrible. It's a shit ton of walking. It's hot. Uh, you can't even see where the ball lands when you're usually, standing too, and you're right? just standing the whole day. It's shit. And you're calling tennis a hobby, Justin? Come on. I mean... Tennis is probably... As far as sports golf, go... Golf. Yeah. Golf is a hobby. Okay. Well, I sort of. I also disagree. But tennis, to me, is like might be the purest of sports, actually. Okay. I think it's an unbelievable game of mental and physical acuity but watching it in person sucks though it's awful i've never seen tennis in person it's really bad well if you sit at center court you will legitimately get vertigo trying to follow the tennis ball back and forth Uh, so you have to sit at the ends and it's just it's not as good yeah i don't know it like it's still good i um, think you'd be close enough to the action you definitely gain unlike golf yeah true that's the one nice thing about golf is like the pros are literally sometimes like you can just reach out and touch the, like they're right there. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. You can hop. Uh, oh, no, that's tennis. Never mind. I was going to say you can hop on and take a selfie. Selfie. Yeah. Uh, well, you could do that in golf. Too. I guess so. Or you could uh, hop on the course uh, topless with gigantic breasts with goldenpalace.com painted on your back <laughs> and uh, hug Jim Furyk um, if you wanted. Um I, uh, this is something I'm throwing out there. Uh, I don't think it's been done before, but if you wanted to do it, you could, um, no, well, yeah. Tennis. The only thing is you really gain an appreciation for the skill live. Like you go like, holy crap. Like the, just the, the way that they can get to the, get to the balls, the serves, especially like I've, cause I've seen Raonic play a few times in the Davis cup here and he has the hardest serve on tour. And, um, I can't even believe the guys can touch it. Never mind, yeah. like return it. Well, I've like recently started playing Mario Tennis 64 again, and so uh, you understand. It's and Ryanich is thing. also the best server in that game. Well, no, it's it's the Boo has the the serve where the ball kind of curves, right? Yeah, and it's like if you if you can return that, like yeah, you're doing well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you're right though. Mario Roundage is the <laughs> yeah. best uh, yeah. server in the game. Yeah, I would say returning Boo's serve is is more impressive. Yeah. Luigi Roundage not quite as good. No, Luigi Roundage <laughs> is definitely second place, but Mario Roundage. Is unbelievable. Uh, anything else good on your feed there, Stefan? Well, what do you think? <laughs> well, okay, I was I could say that like football is definitely better live. Way Baseball better. is definitely better yeah. live because you're sitting there, you're drinking the like, whole time. Football is fun on TV too, but like to be in the stadium oh, yeah, for the NFL game, it's unbelievable. The atmosphere is insane. Yeah, uh, I've got a good question from Bakun, and I think it's a it's a very simple answer. Okay, but it's a great question. Do you think it would be cool to watch somebody die during a high ally match? Uh, yes. A little bit. Like, just for a split second, I would be like, whoa. If there was, like, a Deadspin article that was, like, man dies in, in high ally match, yeah. uh, in brackets, like, graphic, yeah. you know, I'd be like, well. It would be like. It would take me about three seconds to decide, yes, I'm going to click on this. Yes, I'm going to well, watch this. Well, I'll tell you this. When we were, before the show recorded, we were thinking about what high ally even was because i didn't know and uh when i type when you type high ally in on youtube the results come the predictive results come up high ally high ally injuries 
Always so a good sign. It's what the people want. Yeah. Um, I will say though, we did, I did watch two of the highlight injury clips and the ball is moving so fast that it was impossible to tell without the aid of replay where the ball even struck the player. Like it just looks like they're playing high ally normally. And then one player just hits the floor yeah. in agony. And you're like, what, what even happened? Maybe he had a heart attack, but it's possible. Yeah. But in this case, it's not, that's not, you right. got hit with the ball. You got yeah. hit with the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Curtis Camberson at Camber asks, what athlete do you think spends the most time watching their own highlights? Hmm. Ricky Henderson. Yeah, yeah, still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee right now, while we're recording this and while you're listening to it, he is watching highlights of himself <laughs> and probably jacking off. That's a great answer, actually. Um, hmm. Um, this this is not like necessarily my answer to this question, but I'm like it's not the correct answer probably is what I mean to say. But uh, I would hope, I would hope that Jose Bautista has watched the bat flip like even half as many times as I have. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't necessarily have to be jacking off though, like Henderson. Well, but it would it would be kind of hope he is. Kind of sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say hockey wise, Ryan Kessler. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's a high. He watches his own highlights. Taking yeah. notes on all his head whips and stuff. How to well, be I've heard Spiza watches a lot of footage of himself because he just he wants to improve. Yeah, right? he's the you guy know, watching the most the tape. most video exactly. Yeah, so which it's the, not really uh, highlights per se. Well, every play when he's on the ice is a highlight. Exactly. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we love you, Luca. Speaking. Luca we do have the question from uh the zoobs yes we do yeah. we do he asked uh are you boys enjoying three on three overtime in the nhl yes uh, or do i have eyes and like hockey well yeah. as like an impartial observer it's like super cool and it's way better than the shootout but, yeah uh, i've been to three canucks games where it went to three on three overtime and or anyway but they've lost all of them uh, and it's because, and it happens every time the Sedins get like pinned down in the offensive zone and then it's like a two and one well, the other way. They chip the puck in right off the face off. Yeah. Every time. Which I don't, I don't like that. I think we should have our, I love the Sedins and I think it's, uh, I don't know. Like they're just, they're really good in that one end and then it's just such a detriment, uh, in the other end. Which is the, funny because the Canucks are like being described as a fast team this year. Well, they, they were yesterday by uh, one of the Montreal players. Yeah. Yeah. But and that's because they were playing the kids who were fast. Yeah. yeah. So they should and because they guys. were playing Montreal who were skating on Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Brandon Prest uh, is probably the slowest player on the Canucks, and he looked like he was flying against the Canadians. Exactly. That's night. what I'm saying. I also, without three-on-three three OT, we wouldn't have had that amazing Dustin Bufflin fat man quote <laughs> where he basically said that he hates three-on-three three overtime, and it's like, you guys didn't see that? No, it's too much oh. hustle for him. Yeah, he legitimately was like, it's not hockey, it's terrible, they need to get rid of it, or just like insist that the rookies on the team play it. Well, that's what he said. It's it, it it ain't hockey. It's just let the kids play. It's stupid. Yeah. So there you go. Now, I noted would, fat person Dustin Bufflin I really, doesn't like the version of hockey where he has to try hard. I really enjoy it because it's absolutely chaotic madness. Oh, it's awesome. But I wish that it was five minutes of four on four followed by five minutes of three on. Three. I agree. Yeah. I also wish that it was like some hockey tournaments I was in back in the day where they tried to find a winner, and what they would do is they would do. Five on uh, two minutes each of five on five, four on four, three on three, two on two, one on one. That's awesome. 
and it was one on one. Yeah, I lost did one it on ever one. Ever gets one. it did get that far. Oh uh, yeah, not usually, but yeah, one time I lost one on one playing the Sedin <laughs> strategy. I won the face off. My plan was to the face off was in the neutral zone offside circle in my on my side and my plan was to win it forward and beat him to the puck. And then I won it forward and he almost seemed to be like anticipating that I was going to win it forward. So he was already kind of turned around to go get it. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat him for it. So then I tried to play defense and he just got the puck and skated by me and then scored. (laughs) But yeah, that's basically, it was like, it was essentially like a shootout, but it's like a coin. Yeah. Because you basically go down. If your goalie's lucky enough to like, if you're lucky enough to have your goalie make a save, then you get a breakaway Yeah, yeah. and then he gets a breakaway and he, yeah. So it was pretty unbelievable, but yeah, usually it didn't make it past even three on three, but, Nathaniel Schmidt writes, would you rather be Mike Richards, Lamar Odom, or Lucas Spisa? Lucas Spisa. Clearly Spisa. This isn't even a question. Just even from a health perspective. And uh, before we move on, actually, from that three-on-three question, uh, came from the Zoobs of the Sportsfeld podcast. They gave us a nice shout-out a couple weeks ago. Good guys over there at Sportsfeld. Listen to them also. And maybe we can have like a a, a listener swap (laughs) sort of relationship yeah that'd be cool remember when we used to shit on the two and out cfl podcast yeah we do the opposite of that for sports yeah. yeah well we they're just, shitting on us yeah exactly. we like being shit we on just us. tuned out of two and out was that a was that a pun i think so oh, okay it wasn't a good one yeah All right. well no pun is <laughs> that's true. that's true uh mention this question <laughs> much earlier in the show we're finally arriving at it zach goodman friend of the show writes in with favorite alleged off-ice slash field athlete folklore. He mentions uh, Kirk McLean and Brown, Cluche's alleged hit and run, and he also says, it's okay to talk about this. Trust me, I'm a lawyer. Um, what about, was it Jose Theodore being in like the mafia? Yeah, <laughs> but he was though. Oh, is that like an actual thing? Well, no, well. It's an alleged mob, actual thing? He had mob ties, I think, or he was like, it was more the Kostitsins, where they were like pretty sure that they were in the Russian and Ribeiro mob. too, and Ribeiro, but Ribeiro had connections with, or allegedly had connections in the Montreal uh, mob scene. That makes sense. Yeah, looks like a face, scumbag. He looks, yeah, yeah, he looks like a rat. Looks like a hu- the human equivalent. That's of my a favorite. Rat. Any anything where like a pro athlete is involved with like the mob. Um, that's cool. Gretzky's wife being in that gambling scandal was pretty good. Well, that actually happened. Yeah, yeah, that was real, yeah. not just alleged. Uh, I like um, anything about Jose Canseco. Okay. Yeah. Don't care what it is. All the folklore about him is phenomenal. Well, well Zach basically picked the one that I would have said, which is the Cluche hit and run. I don't know if you guys remember this. I don't. Vaguely, Stephen, yeah. You do. The story just got more and more outrageous as that season went along. Basically, it was that like Dan Cluche hit and run and killed a pedestrian while driving like his bright orange Porsche Cayenne. And not only did he do that, but Ed Jovanovsky was apparently also in the passenger seat, which is why Ed Jovanovsky had a, a knee injury that season because he hit his knee into the dashboard when they hit the pedestrian and then sped off in the Cayenne. Wow. That's and this pretty just cool. like yeah. continued to evolve on message boards and shit over the course of the season. It was just insane. And people believed it 
for years afterwards. But you don't I, think it's true? Nah, probably not. Okay. Why, why <laughs> I don't think I Dan Kruchek killed a man. I don't know. And Jovo just like covered for him. Maybe. It's all good. Well, the, uh, being a Leafs fan, the Gary Lehman thing was great too. That What's he was that? like, uh, uh, he was banging uh, someone on the team's wife uh, and then they traded him. He was part of the. That was the impetus for the Doug Gilmore like deal. Like a McLean Brown situation. Yeah, exactly. Or... Um, I wish I. Well, there was also rumors that he was getting it on with Harold Ballard's wife, the owner of the team. <laughs> well, that's holy crap. <laughs> which is outstanding. Yeah, just uh, if you ever do a Google search for Gary Lehman, which you could do right now, uh, which I will do right now, um, it's basically like the first result that comes up. Gary Lehman, and he was a good player, but like he was just a nothing after the Doug Gilmore trade because I think he was rattled from all the. You mentioned Ken Seiko, and none of the stuff he does on Twitter is alleged. But when his uh, when his thumb fell off in a poker game, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's not alleged. Like that. that actually happened. And yeah, he, like he and that's unbelievable. Tw- he tweeted a picture of like the mangled thumb after, and it looked like a badly circumcised penis. Like yeah, Jose Canseco is a legend. And I would love to have him on the show. And he recently, well, not recently, a couple of years ago, he unblocked me on Twitter. Oh, it was Ally Afraidy's wife. And then he ended up marrying her. Really? Yeah. So that's basically confirmed if he did marry yeah. her. But yeah. the Harold Ballard thing isn't confirmed. Uh, I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> uh, Faraz writes in with a great question. Love this one. He says, um, which athlete do you think still has a race car bed? And which one do you think sleeps in an actual car? Sorry, what was the question again? Well, Daniel Norris sleeps in an actual car. Yeah, easy, easy question right there. That's like a VW van, though, right? I'm, we're gonna it's count not like as the a back car. Backseat of a car. <laughs> no, but I, technically, that's the that's the closest correct answer. Right yeah, now. yeah, pretty much. Like, um, that's confirmed. Race car bed, like an actual and which race athlete car bed. sleeps in a race car bed. Oh, that was the question. Yeah, Kyle Russell, Wa- Russell Westbrook. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Kyle Wellwood. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. I was thinking like Jake Vertanen. Uh, yeah, I could see <laughs> that too. Moved back in with his folks in I, Abbotsford. I still got his race car bed. I judge most Canucks fans based on whether or not they liked Kyle Wellwood. Yeah? Yeah. If you don't like Kyle Wellwood, you're a moron. He was great. Yeah. He was like hilarious off the ice. And, and he was so much fun to watch on, on the ice. Yeah. yeah. Great player. Yeah. Thank you, Toronto, for giving to us for free. Frank Corrado is repayment, I guess. <laughs> Especially this week, it came out that uh, the NHL front office I saw was that. guiding the Canucks in terms of what they could do with their roster. For their it's opening like night roster, yeah. Asking the teacher, like, on a test yeah. what to write. Yeah. And they gave him the answers, and they still fucked it up in Las Corrada. I bet Benning called Bill Daly mom, too. <laughs> mom! Caitlin <laughs> uh, Crosby writes in, when does Joshua Jackson get the call up for the Ducks? Because uh, they do need some scoring. Those flying ducks. V. <laughs> well, they won the cup with the flying V. It's true. They actually did do the flying V in the 2007. I do love push. that the Ducks just absolutely suck ass. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, they're playing Kevin VX uh, like 23 minutes yeah, a night. Kind of right asking now. for it yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been doing his typical like defending on two and ones where he just like falls down. He's probably a 16 minute guy at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it could be uh, you know number three, whatever. Yeah. Why not? Right. <laughs> That's what I'd do. They had Spisa there before, so Luke. makes sense, I, I um, Yeah, I, I can't find anything about Harold Ballard. Maybe that I just was hearsay, but Ally Afraidy, he was apparently banging. <laughs> and, then, and, then he, and then he got and then he got John Cordick to go and beat up Gary Lehman. Noted, <laughs> alleged cocaine user, John Cordick. <laughs> I don't think guys did that back then, though. No, you're right. Just Never. alcohol only. Yeah. 
It's only in the last six months. Right. My bad. <laughs> uh, Ryan Classic writes into the show, John, what is it called when the author makes plot twists in the story that don't really connect to the purpose of the story? Nice. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> it's a good callback. Yeah. What, what is it actually called, though? Uh, the correct answer was plot manipulation. Oh, okay. I didn't write the quiz. Uh, I was substitute teaching today. And that question was asked on the quiz, and some student responded M. Night Shyamalan, which is one of the best. <laughs> Did you give him like a half mark? No, I couldn't because it's not my class. If it was my class, I'd have given him a full mark. Yeah. yeah. Pretty hilarious. But yeah, it's called plot manipulation. I would have probably also accepted red herring or MacGuffin. It's <laughs> uh, a great term. Yeah. yeah. Egg MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my it's, favorite breakfast. It's Matt food. writes in with a variation on an old favorite. He says, Is there a sport? And yes, there are many. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for writing in. God, people are stupid. <laughs> Anything else on your end, Stefan? Uh, a lot of uh, what's, well, we the, have what's that, the score uh, in the game. We have that email question we were going to get to. Oh, yeah, right. We did get an email question this week, and you can look just as smart as this person by writing in to realgoodpod at gmail.com. This is our second email question Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah. good, so, yeah. Just got to chill. Comes from friend of the show, Jessica Sands. She says, Dear Real Good Show, I need a name for my fantasy team, and I'd like you to name it. My past names have included Frolick My Balls and the Duchesne Bags, and I'm thinking about like mixing that. it up. Please see my roster below. And she has Carrie Price, Stephen Stamkos, Claude Giroux, Rick Nash, Yaroslav Halak, Max Pacioretty, Brendan Gallagher, Andre Markov, Tori Krug, David Krejci, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Yaramir Yager, Dion Phaneuf, and Aaron Ekblad. Which my first question is, who are you drafting against that you're able to get a roster that's that top-heavy? Insane. Are there I like would... four people in your pool? Probably. Um, how about Max Pacioretty is a fuck? <laughs> uh, I'm going to still... I... Uh, propose this one to you guys and I've kind of changed it but it's going to be uh, my Eck my Blad my Pussy and my Crack <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried changing my team name to that but it does, it's like a 20 it's character too long it, so, my yeah. Eck my Blad my Pussy and my Crack okay yeah, well, I like I, I pr- I'm proposing uh, Disallowed Kuznetsov I like that. That's a good one. That's too. good too. Yeah. You yeah. have to give it kind of the like English pronunciation yeah. to make it even funnier. Like disallowed Kuznetsov. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Um, I am going to say I think you should name the team Jessica's Fun Guys. Yeah. Well, oh, like the, the default Yahoo. Yeah, uh, they just yeah. seem like well, yeah, like Jessica's, Jessica's best team. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica's great. I like, team. like Jessica's Fun Guys. Um, yeah. Well, or, her team has the mark of a champion. Oh, I like that. It's yeah, the mark of a I also yeah. thought the price is right. Like probably no one's ever come up with that. That's one a before. bit halacking, I thought. I find. Halacky? I like that. <laughs> I'm not looking at the roster right now, so this is a lot harder for me to do. But uh, I'm not topping mine. I'm, yeah. I'm just. You guys can. I'm just giving yeah. her lineup. Uh, Nothing but a Giroux thing. My stamp of approval. <laughs> God, that's terrible. Stamp. Shut up! It stamp works. of approval. It works. It works, and that will do it. Why don't we just go with uh, "I'm a Yarrow slave for you"? Because I like Britney Spears. Slab for you. Yeah, I'm a slab for you. <laughs> Number four, yeah. just the letter U. Yeah, I'm a slab for you. <laughs> right. I'm I like, yeah, that's it's got to be that one. Yarrow slab. Well, for I you. don't know. My act, my blad, my pussy, my cracks. Uh, yeah, that's, that's why I kind of stopped talking because I know that's the best one. All right. Uh, well. That'll do it for the mailbag Sorry, this week. Sorry, I have a job. <laughs> it's hard for me to come up with pun, <laughs> roster-related puns. I was busy making, making, well, not really a lot of money, but 
Jessica not only emailed the show this week, she also tweeted to say how happy she was that this next segment now has a theme song because she never has to hear me say the words splash, splash, splash ever again. And guess what, Jessica? I just did, and I'm going to do it again just for you. So still not another theme song for that then. Hey, I just have to be uh, creeped out of my mind <laughs> Pretty much. every single time. Pretty okay. much. But apparently there are some people who find that less creepy than me saying the word splash. Well, uh, That's probably fair. The Wongo Pool update. Uh, I lost again. Yeah, your team sucks. <laughs> it's man. garbage. I, I Let's stop talking about that. Yep. But uh, we can go on to the Lucas Pisa Memorial reverse pool. Um, Luca, if you're listening once again, it's, uh, it's about hardworking players. So, Justin, why don't you um, take us into that? Thanks, Stefan. And what a whirlwind week it was in the sinking cesspool that is the Spiza Memorial Death Pool. Buoyed by a 13-point night, Ryan, don't call me Verviticus on the air. Verviticus is league-leading, my life is suffering side, shot up in the standings, and down off the podium on the back of a three-goal night from noted snipers Chris Vandeveld, Ron Hainsey, and Lucas Spiza, the latter two stoically scoring game winners as we all suspected they would at season start. Pair that offensive outburst with two big wins between the pipes from Sergey Babrowski and Chad Johnson, and it was a terrible Tuesday that has rendered Ryan's nega powerhouse club largely irrelevant and will haunt his dreams for months to come. Meanwhile, the best scoring efforts of David Schlemko, Chris Neal, and Rob Klinkhammer can't stop my own club, Klinkhammer of Thor, from sinking further towards glory, thanks largely to Netfiller Hiller. But can I outstink the stinkmaster himself, Stefan Heck? The answer to this point is no, as the hockey moron squad is schooling the league in futility with just one goal on the year and only seems to be becoming more offensively inept as the year goes on. They've just shed the Vancouver Canucks early season assist leader Brandon Big Papa Press to the waiver wire as leading goal scorer Mike Brown looks to take them all the way to Browntown. Will Mike Fail's club be able to survive the loss of vaunted first round pick Tanner Glass to real life waivers? Can Phil Partridge and Chris Wall overcome just one night of point production from auto-drafted dream teams as the season wears on? And will Stefan's dad keep bragging about how Rafi Torres is tearing it up in the entirely theoretical game suspended stat cat? Stay tuned, sports fans. Until next week, this is Justin Morissette reporting live from a laptop. But uh, what about Tulowitzki's glove? <laughs> <laughs> that was really, That thing's that was old. That was falling our, apart. <laughs> that was our first report from the Spies of Pool beat, and I was happy to file that. Thank you, gentlemen. You're, yeah, that was, that was, that was wonderful. Yeah, I that just, really we, we were just sitting back in <laughs> awe. Just laughing the whole time. Yeah, I that was, it. I like that a lot. All right, and we will wrap things up now with the final segment on the show. Everyone's favorite segment because it means we are on the home stretch. One good thing where we recommend things that we actually like from the world at large. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. One good thing. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? I can go first. I'm ready. I uh, This is a, a thing I just did today. 
uh, and I encourage you to as well. <laughs> Sounded a terrible start. Uh, um, a noted uh, friend of the show, Cam Davey at Offer Sheet, has been. You uh, started this campaign last year called Sign an Offer Sheet, uh, which is basically. Um, uh, he asks you to make a pledge, a sports-based pledge, uh, to the uh, to the BC uh, Cancer Foundation. One of his uh, daughters uh, is uh, has recovered from cancer and is now living a fully happy and healthy life. And and he was able to, thanks to donations from people, uh, send his kids to uh, to camp, Camp Good Times, uh, which is a a camp that happens every year for uh, for cancer-stricken families, uh, both the the kids who are affected by it and their siblings get to go to this this camp and he credits that as uh being a, a big thing for his daughters uh growing up and getting to go to this camp and and really looking forward to it and loving it uh so last year i contributed uh it was all canucks based uh so last year i uh i signed an offer sheet and my pledge was to uh, donate for every loss every canucks loss and i donated even more money when a goalie got pulled from the game because i hate the canucks and and uh, so this year, I've decided to sign a white caps based one. Uh, so we were talking earlier about the white caps. So I'm donating five dollars for every white caps win in the playoffs, five dollars for every clean sheet, ten dollars for every series win, ten dollars for every Octavio Rivero goal, and fifty dollars if they win the MLS Cup. Um, I'm really happy to donate to Cam. I think this charity initiative that he's taking is fantastic. Uh, so if you would like to sign an offer sheet as well uh, and help him and Camp Good Times out, you can do that by getting in touch with him on Twitter, at Offersheet. Um, Cam Davey, a friend of the show, great guy, great thing he's doing. Um, it's a great way to not only watch sports, uh, but to give back. And um, May I encourage you to do a negative pledge? I had more fun. This year I have a positive pledge where I'm it's just my team doing good stuff and I give money. But the negative pledge was pretty awesome last year, getting to cheer for the Canucks losing and uh, Ryan Miller shitting the bed uh, was wonderful. So think about it. May, uh, do it. It's it's really fun. Last year I ended up donating like just 90 bucks, but it uh, it adds up over the year and it's a fun thing to do. So uh, yeah, that's my one good thing this and week. Cam, an early adopter of the program also has Absolutely. been firmly on board right from episode one yep. Yep. and we're happy to help him out in return as Absolutely. well. Uh, my one good thing is I've been watching a lot of Norm MacDonald nice. recently awesome. uh, and I was reading an article. It's an interview where they're kind of asking him just about everything and they ask him about Donald Trump and he gives the best quote I've ever heard. Uh, uh, so this is about Donald Trump. He says, they say humor is the ray of light that illuminates the evil or whatever. But I was reading that in Germany and Hitler times, everybody was making fun of Hitler. Every cartoon was against Hitler. There were comedy troops doing sketches about Hitler being an idiot with a stupid mustache and what a stupid little idiot he was. So anyway, there goes that theory about the power of comedy. It doesn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> Norm's the best. Perfect. All right. Well, I am going to be getting back into the swing of things as a sports PA announcer. I'm going to be doing the... Uh, uh, Capilano Blues, Cap University games this season for both volleyball and basketball. And not only do I have to do the announcements when I do that, uh, I also have to play the music during yeah, the game. Yeah, that's what I'm talking and about. And one band that always makes it super easy on me to do that, uh, particularly during football games, more so than probably basketball or volleyball, but I'll still slide it in anyways because it's an amazing record and one of the best that this city, Vancouver, has ever produced. It's a few years old now, and I hope they have a new record coming out this year. I thought I heard that they were back in the studio. Japan Droids is nice. the name of the band. Celebration Rock is the name of the record, and uh, it's been one of my favorites for like 
right yep. since it came out three years ago. I can't get out of my rotation. And it's super short, too. Like, only eight songs, I'm yep. pretty sure. And they are all just killer. So yep. if you are not already a fan, and, you know, they're a local band to us, but they're not just popular around here. Uh, they seem to have like a pretty oh yeah they're they're big yep. vocal contingent on like the AV club and like when they love you and they will and they will and tell them all they'll go to hell yeah so you'll hear that song after the show comes to a <laughs> close but John just gave you a taste of it right now celebration rock by Japan Droids is my one good thing this week and that. We'll do it for this week's episode. Our roommate is Chris Adam. Our intern is Aaron McKay's Toilet. I'm Justin Morissette. Stephen Hack. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Hitler. Uh, Uh, We said the same thing again. Damn it. (laughs) 